Inspiration Nation. Hello, Lee Kemp here for another week on the podcast. Drowning Joe Noya into silence. If you're on TikTok, you could have seen this madness. Hello, guys. How are you? Good. Brilliant. Thank you, Lee. Brilliant. We're, thank- we're great, Lee. Thank you. Logistics and Joe are hard work. We just needed like two seconds of silence before we went live. You'll get this when you when you look back on the video, Joe. You're talking all over the welcome screen. It's classic stuff. We oh, thank no. everyone out there in listener land, downloading us on all your podcast players, watching us on YouTube. And of course, you could be live with us right now on both TikTok and YouTube. Just search for Jose Noya Inspiration Nation or follow us on the socials. Click on the YouTube link, subscribe, subscribe on TikTok and you can be with us live. I would say six o'clock on a Tuesday. It's sometimes six on a Tuesday, sometimes a Wednesday, sometimes a Thursday. We keep signposting it through the socials though when it happens. So... Who is responsible for the conversation this week? Uh, I think it's me, um, actually. I, I think, think it's you're me. right, Jose. I do think yeah. you're right. KD91, what's the topic today? Are we getting asked already in the TikTok? That's what, what I like. We... They want to know what's going on. They want to know, get on with it. They're just saying, get on with it. That's what they're saying. So let's get on with it. Okay, brilliant. Okay, so today the topic is... Uh, da, da. Well, actually, it's from this book. This book is this book. Stephen Covey, Seven Habits of Highly Successful People. Is that highly effective people? That's it, Lee. We know you're very good with book names, don't we? We know you're brilliant with book names. The thing, the thing, and the thing, right? Yeah. Um, so, it was the thing, the thing, the thing, and the thing. There was four yeah, and of even them. The, the seven things on yes. this one. It's the seven things. Um, so, guys, get yourself a copy of this book. I love this book. I've had this book for probably 15 to 20 years and I'm still rereading it. In fact, um, what I want to do is I'll tell you what, that YouTube thing is killing me because it's so much delay on it. Hang on, put you in the middle there. Um, so I want to talk about the seven habits. So guys, if you are really interested in this, don't go pick up the book. Um, no, we don't, I'm not like, um, you know, I haven't got any vested interest in it. It's just a brilliant, brilliant book. And the reason I've chosen this subject today on this one is called, called put things, oh, it says um, put first, things first now if you go to the youtube channel i've actually got um a book uh, a book uh, playlist and this um this one is actually a specialist playlist that just focuses on stephen covey's habits now i did two episodes on the first and second habits the first habit being proactivity and the second habit begin with the end in mind so go watch those videos because this is going to be the third installment of that trilogy so Essentially, I want to put up another habit. And what I want to do, though, is, is use the podcast to cover that that habit, putting first things first. So give you a context, guys, about this. So the first habit is uh, be proactive. Okay, so the first step, you go back to that video, be proactive. It just means um, around um, you know, what you're about, your purpose, what you want to really do with your life in terms of how you want to move forward. The second habit is being proactive is then creating that. What would it be like if you're living that life? It's a really powerful uh, chapter. So go and do that. It talks about what we talk about a lot in this podcast. Uh, we call it, it calls them the circles of influence. In fact, that's where the idea come from. We call them circles of control. It doesn't really matter. It's the same sort of thing, but he talks about that. It's a really powerful metaphor. So those two habits there, if you just do those, you, you'll start to get progress. So this one really is about putting the first habit and the second habit and the third habit together. This third third habit now is about execution. So actually, in the book, um, it, actually, if you in the book, I am going to sort of draw out some pages. But in the book, 
um, he talks about um, he talks about execution. Um, and as you know, um, execution is the key to everything. Like you have to take action. Um, so, you know, that's what this is about. Really, it's about this bit is about talk, taking action. Actually, if you go to page one six nine, one six nine, the book I've actually highlighted it. It says here, um, if habit one says you're the programmer, um, so basically you're programming your mind and all the habits, then prior to writing the program, then you're actually starting to write. Habit three says run it. So actually start to execute on the plans that you make. Um, so this is what this this chapter about. So there is something in here which I think is a great tool. And I have covered it before, and I don't know if we've covered it before in the podcast. Maybe you guys can just remind me if we have but it's the, called the COVID time management matrix. And I'm just going to show this to. I'm to, not sure we have, you know, Jay. So, so I think we have. Through All right. So it's, it's that. My opinion doesn't see, matter. I don't know if I can see that. But I'm just going to put that. We muted it. Through. So now I can hear you. So I'll just, no. I'm just, I'm just continuing. <laughs> I'm just continuing. <laughs> I, I, I must start. be ignoring you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm just explaining the model. So it's four quadrants. The first quadrant is urgent, important. The second quadrant, which is to the to the to the right hand side, is is not urgent, important. Then the bottom left um, is called the urgent and not important quadrant. And then you've got the last quadrant, which is the bottom right, which is called the not urgent, not important. So the I urgent, important tasks are things like we haven't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's good. To, it's good to, to go over. So it I think. Yeah, in the context of habit one and two, if we're going to do this. It's really important because obviously, you know, habit one is be proactive, sort of design. Um, then you're writing the program. Habit two, you know, you're you're beginning with the end in mind. Are you setting the goal? You know, what's the end look like? And then you're working backwards, like we talked about before in the podcast. So this is about the execution, it's about the doing. So what this matrix does really is it puts into when people say, "I ain't got enough time to do that," it's probably because you're doing a lot of other different things which are distracting you from actually getting to the main thing. So the, the matrix helps you does helps you really just align and make sure you, you you just get rid of the stuff you shouldn't be doing essentially to get to the what you want to do so the urgent important stuff is things like crisis i'm just reading out what's in the quadrant crisis pressing problems deadline driven projects they're the things you have to do now right away you know they're urgent important the other quadrant two um, that's your not urgent but important activities that's things like prevention activities relationship building recognizing opportunities and planning recreation and that is the quadrant I'm going to repeat that. Well, that is the quadrant, 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 the quadrant we should be working on. That one, the uh, ur- the important but not urgent activities, because that's where your big visions are. That's where everything is. Now you've got the the quadrant three, bottom left, which talks about not important and urgent, which basically means interruptions, uh, some calls, some mail, some meetings, proxim- uh, pressing matters, and popular activities. These are the things there may be like things like a meeting that you've got in every week, but what value are you bring in? Should you actually be at that meeting? So really what that third quadrant is, is should you just eliminate it, but tell people why you're eliminating it. Like, I don't need to come to this meeting because of X, Y, and Z. Um, and then you've got the last one, which is the not important and not urgent, um, which is things like trivia, busy work, some mail, pleasant activities, and things like that. So that could be, you know, things like I've really reduced, like things like um, I try and reduce my Netflix stuff because I want to do the other stuff that I want to do. So it's reducing all those types of things. Um, so I would say just to sort of recap them, top left, urgent, important. That's the do now. Top right, which is not urgent, important. That's plan to do. Then you've got your, the bottom left, which is not urgent, not important and urgent, which is reject and explain. And then not urgent, not important 
you should be eliminating them. So it is difficult because obviously you've got to just try and juggle those properties. Anyway, I'll just stop talking now and let you guys soak that in because I've done a hell of a lot of talking. I'm trying to explain that. Um, is is there a, excuse my ignorance, is there a set amount of time we should be setting or planning to spend in each of these quadrants? Good yeah. Question. Yeah, it's a really good good thing so that should be to plan in that you should be allowing that in that should be in quadrant two those activities that should plan to do your uh not urgent important tasks you should be planning those in no sorry i'm not sure you've followed the question uh, is there in the grand scheme of time management in the world how yeah. much time should i be spent focusing on stuff in my top left box and how much time should i be fo spent focusing on stuff in my bottom right box is there a is there a guide that is given with that so in the in the book he talks about you should review weekly not daily so essentially allowing time so it doesn't actually give you specifics about amounts of time per box right. that's a very specific and individual thing that you need to do and design for yourself so all i can do really tell you is what i do um and it's just really around making sure so I, i've talked about this before in the podcast so when we when we said about things about we want to achieve what do i think that every that my everyday activities lead into the big big goals like inspiration nation all those things you know do my journaling all those small activities lead into the thing that i want to do in inspiration nation doing coaching and all that self-development stuff that's what's leading into my big you know mission to help people help you know helping myself be better and, and helping other people that's really where it sits so every day those again we talked about this before those small activities every day lead to the big things so i've got to now eliminate quadrant four things like trivia busy work, pleasant activities and things. And actually, I have to say no to things. Sometimes I have to say no to things which may be urgent to other people but not important to the mission that I want to do. And that's your quadrant bottom left. Um, I would definitely encourage people to check it out and have a go at this and actually read that chapter and actually get the book. Because um, it's definitely good in uh, – I've used it in leadership because it was one of the tools we used in leadership and one of my leadership coaching activities that we did – and this is when I work with leaders to actually say, okay, we'll plan your week, you know, what, what, how, what can you eliminate, right? Um, and it was really useful because um, what I tended to find, I don't know if you find this, because I've done a lot of talking, I've got to shut up in a minute. And what I find is that people think everything's do it now, like, and you just ram your schedule with everything and then nothing ends up getting done because you basically just firefighting essentially. So, but this is actually for your life. This is not just for work. This is like across your life, really, essentially. It's like a, it's like lead yourself first type book, right? Um, but that's where I'm sitting. Anyway, I've talked a lot. I'll just be quiet now, but a good question, Ryan, really good. It is very individual. You, it's almost like talking about self-discipline in the book and actually setting time aside to plan those things, actually putting time aside to do this, right? Um, so, yeah, um, anything else? Anything come out of that from you guys? I know I've talked a lot, so. I've seen in, in practice a couple of different applications of it. Um and and not just people doing it, but people advocating it, um, like in real life and through social media and stuff like that. And one one view is that basically that top left box is all that matters, urgent and important, and everything else. And as long as you're hitting that particular box, well done, you're striking everything you need to strike, which I'm not a strong fan of personally. Because I feel them, like there's... Did you buy them a firefighter's outfit for their birthday? Well, that's it. That's that's <laughs> yeah, exactly. it. You almost, that's, that becomes what you do. It's almost, yes, you're prioritizing your activities, but your time is still being 100% led externally to you. Um, and I think, and you you hit an nail on the head with it, Joe, is that, if I got it right, the, the top right, that 
um, important but not urgent, that's that's the box that drives things forward. And I've seen that making time for those activities is absolutely key. I think that's that's what takes you from performing to building. I don't know if they're the right words for it, but you know, you can get behind that top five fighting one, but you 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 know you don't end up changing anything if you like or moving forward or taking time out. And it is it is that discipline, I think, not to fall fall into just looking at that or the others, like you said, meetings for the sake of meetings or activities you do at home that don't really change anything, but you do it because you like doing it um, or you're driven by, you know, other people's things. And it's it is a balance across all of them. But I think that that top right one is is the absolutely importance and, and prioritizing that. But making sure you keep an eye on that urgent and important is is the way I that's the way I try and push myself. And I don't do it exactly like that, like you've said in the, the four boxes. I'm kind of I'm wearing the methods. But I shared last week on the podcast and I've got some more to overview. I've just completed my first month where I've kind of made the activity list for the month of things I want to do. And I said I kind of got 90% of it done. And but it what it was is because I have time during the day where I can do things. And I think I'd slipped into a rut of doing things, but not being very effective. And I think it was a little bit of a mix of urgent and important whacking stuff out of the way or that kind of nice to do type thing. And I was kind of whittling the time away, whereas I've now made a list and there are things on there that are they're important, but not urgent by the virtue that I can plan them out over a month but I'm making sure I'm doing that. And there's still time where I can do the urgent bits. And I you know, I had to take one of our pets to the vet the other morning. So it completely crashed what I was doing. So there are things that come in. But again, if I can, because I, I use it for the week. And then what I normally do is I might pick off a few things at the weekend if I've got time. But if uh, 15 out of 20 days in a month, I can tick off what I was planning off that important or urgent list, that's, progress is coming in so i think it's a it's a different slant but i think it's exactly the same mentality and i did achieve a lot more in january than i would have done if i'd have just kind of bumbled into the activities every day so that back to the planning thing i suppose planning is is really really key and making sure that it is forward facing stuff as well and sometimes and i can see them they're there there's stuff i don't want to do but i make sure that that's the only thing i've got to do rather than Oh, I will just put that to the bottom of the list, and then it never gets done. Yeah, love that. Yeah, a bit well, of a ramble, you... but hopefully that made sense. No, no, you're absolutely right because, because actually, what he goes on saying this is something I've experienced myself. Is that if you do go work in that quadrant two box, which is the uh, important um, but not urgent stuff, is that you reduce the urgent and important stuff because yes. you're working on that stuff. And that's exactly what you said. And that's what exactly what he says in the book as well. If you do work on that stuff, you'll find your firefighting will reduce. It's just investing time in that to make that happen. Yeah. And that's when we, it's, it's not what we do with this podcast, right? If you're listening to this podcast, this is an urgent, this is a, this is an important and not urgent task, right? This is something for growth. This is something you will, okay, what, what are the big outlines for my, you know, what I want to do in my life, in my work. And actually all the culminations that we got to now, like for me here, speaking in front of you now, is this the work that I've done using these techniques and this particular book is to say, well, actually, what am I going to be doing every day that leads towards my goal? Start with the end in mind and planning and all this stuff has led me to be 
doing coaching at work, doing all these lovely things at work and actually doing this podcast and having time and make, well, not having time, making time for these important things to happen. Um, and that's, and that's the reason usually I would have probably gone back in a day. I would have gone, oh, I ain't got time to do that because I was, I wasn't very aware that I'm actually probably spending a lot of, I was probably spending quite a bit of my time in quadrant four, which is the activities, trivia, some mail, some phone calls, time-wise and pleasant activities, right? That's probably why I was spending quite a lot of time. And you know, we said in the early days of the podcast, right? We said, we said, that was that phrase. I think you picked up from a, from mentor of yours. I'm, um, I'm busy, you know, so I'm not busy, I'm productive, but usually yes. talk, people talk about busy work, right? The busy works when people spend their time in quadrant one and quadrant that quad, bottom left, bottom left quadrant, which is the important, urgent and then urgent, not important stuff. That's when they say, that's what people say when they're in those quadrants. That's what they say. It's the busy work, right? Ryan, I think yeah. we need to get on to whoever manages the Guinness Book of Records. For the, the long longest time that the word quadrant has been said in <laughs> <laughs> it's only because it actually says it a lot in the book but go on <laughs> i think i've got a, got a couple of things on this so firstly we need, to, quadrants? we need to come up sections i've uh <laughs> we, need to, we need to come up with the is there a phrase for these four box double phrase developments because you've got you've got the conscious competence one as well that is exactly the same, exactly the same. Are oh, there four elements, but they're, diff- they're just different. No, they range. are. But the but the principle of the of the model is the same. The principle of the model is the same. You go from conscious, unconscious, incompetent, which is your bottom right. I assume in this scenario, then you have your consciously incompetent, which I would assume is your top right in this scenario. Then you've got your unconsciously competent in your bottom left and then you're consciously competent top left as per this time management matrix that we're looking at now um, i'm going to say quadrant again but yeah you want the quadrant you want the quadrant which is i just i just think i just think not urgent important but i just think i just think generally i just think generally speaking that concept or that drawing that box that has a double phrase development time or section time is there a is there a world worldwide phrase for these because we come across them quite regularly and if there isn't I, we need to make one i'm not sure maybe this is something you could come up with ryan maybe i maybe. think maybe perhaps maybe that could be that could be my phd that could be my phd but, um, but I, do, I like i like the analogy you're drawing between go and carry on i love the analogy you're drawing between the two i like you're trying to link well, the models I quite well, like that. it's not necessarily the model itself but more how physically those models are written up how how physically your man Stephen Covey, yeah. Oh, he's has, my man. Thank you for that. He is know, my man. Your, your guy. But how guy. how he's written these boxes up? He must have taken, I assume, some influence from that conscious competence model as to how that's no drawn up. And if it, if he doesn't, then we need to think of a name as to how those things exist. But whatever. Um, I think that for me, you spend more time in certain boxes depending on where you are in your I'm going to use the word competent again in your competence level of your job if you're new to a job you're going to be spending probably more time doing the less important stuff and the less urgent stuff because you're not yet trusted to know how to do that because you're still learning so they're going to give you the, the busy work they'll let you they'll let you look at some post or they'll look, let you look at uh, I don't know their TikTok page or whatever 
in this scenario. And then as they gain experience and they gain knowledge of how to do the job, they're then trusted with more tasks and more important elements of that job. And they then move through that chain and then get more exposure to the different areas as time goes on. They, If you started a brand new job day one, you probably wouldn't do anything important, urgent. But day a thousand, you probably wouldn't do much, if at all, anything not important, not urgent, because you're 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 needed to be doing other things at that point. You're you've gone through the the development factory of your job. If that makes sense. So I think depending on the amount of time you as an individual spend in these sections professionally, could be determined based on the amount of time you've done your job for and how good you are at that job. I think that's something that's that that's probably going to be correlatable as i said if that's a word but um but yeah and i also think you there are times where you have to spend time firefighting i know we dug out earlier that lee knew somebody that that was all they did but there are all there are going to be times where you're going to have to spend firefighting and since covid and since office workers work from home which a lot of people are people were spending so much time in that unimportant unurgent box on their social media during the day, taking phone calls from their from their friends because they're also bored at home and they can actually have the opportunity to do that now because when they're in the office, that wasn't a thing. Um, there are less chances, there are less opportunities for, and I definitely experienced this, to do what I would refer to as extracurricular activities at your job, side projects, side hustles as part of your job that perhaps halted as a result of the pandemic and probably haven't started back up yet. There are a few that I did. I'm sure there are a lot that you did, Lee, as well. And I'm sure, Joe, you as well had a few things that were going on that probably just haven't started again. So you then spend less time. It kind of gave a a work reset for this stuff, but also increased, from a business perspective, those poor behaviours that drive the unimportant, non-urgent stuff as well. Um. So there's just a few bits of food for thought there. Yeah, I like it all. And um, yeah, I think I like that whole thing about, you know, when you're new, you know, that's that's a brilliant opportunity to actually use this for the best. Um, And I think that's what you get. I think the thing is, like you say, when you get into a new job, I know when I started in leadership, um, I wasn't given anything. It was just like, here you go. Here's a team. (laughs) Crack on. It it wasn't like it wasn't no plan. So I ended up in... I ended up in the important urgent box all the time. <laughs> Everything was just rammed into that box. Like, oh, my team needs to help. I'll just do that. I'll go to meeting, go do that. And, and I remember now, I literally remember it clearly. What, how am I going to do this? Like, I had no tools and I felt rushed off my feet. Um, and I totally, I totally get what you're saying. Like, you know, and I wished actually it would have been like, I wished it would have been a bit more like you said, would have been lovely to have gone, right, here you go. We'll slowly put you in the water and we'll gradually give you these tools. And then we'll lead you a bit more responsibility here. But it wasn't like that. It wasn't like that. But this is obviously a different journey that I was on. Where in that I was scenario, in a start- though, Joe, I was, I was in a start. Go on, go on, Lee. Having been in similar things, positions myself over the years as well. And I, I don't think it's all just on the scenario. I think it's the individual as well. Because I, I got some coaching early on where I, I was referred to as I was working like a busy fool. So I was literally sweating, running around the office. And I think it's because I put everything in that top left box mm. but the stuff into. in there in mm. my the, in my mentality was there that didn't need to be there mm-hmm. and part of what i got cut and i didn't know this is what they were doing at the time but part of it was 
what what doesn't need to be there what does need to be there what's the most effective way of working how do you get stuff into the top right on our model we're talking about and mm. spend some time over there you know where's your planning where's your firefighting where's the not where's the stuff you don't need to do where's the stuff you can give to someone else and actually i think my and again it is on the experiencing my lack of experience put me in that top box but not just because i was firefighting because i was firefighting stuff i didn't need to firefight um and actually by being able to categorize a bit better and it was again it wasn't in that model but you can see how you apply it to it and then planning out your time it made me a lot more effective but again it's developing you know people don't know that and quite often you don't understand the need to do it until you're in that pressured situation it's that it's the irony isn't it of kind of having to learn your own mistakes along the way well, actually, it goes back to what Ryan was saying about the unconscious competence model, doesn't it? Because it doesn't come into your consciousness <laughs> until you realise or someone brings it to your attention, right? You go, oh, I didn't realise. So that's really good. And actually, I'll just read out from the book, actually, page 156. It's quite an old edition, so it might be slightly different. But it just says this. I love this bit. It just says what it takes to say no. It uses the model. It says what it takes to say no. It says the only time... The, sorry, the only place to get time for quadrant two, which is the um, important, not urgent box, right? The important stuff. Um, time to get quadrant two in the beginning is from quadrants three and four. Um, so it's your, your not, not important, not urgent um, stuff um, and your uh, urgent, um, uh, not important, not urgent stuff. So those two bottom quadrants. You can't ignore the urgent, important activities, i.e. the do-it-now stuff that we think is do-it-now, but may not be do-it-now, we plan, but usually the stuff that we think is do-it-now. Um, you still have to do those, although that quadrant one, which is the do-it-now stuff, will start to shrink in size as you spend more time with prevention and preparation in quadrant two. But the initial time for quadrant two has to come out of three and four, which is those activities, like we said, right, do I need to be at this meeting? This goes for your life as well. Do I need to go out at this point? Do I need to like watch that Netflix? You know, it could be just like responding to random emails at work. You know, all these types of things. It could be like I'm spending about four hours, you know, I don't know, watching Netflix or playing this computer game. Could I reduce that so I can spend more time on the things that I want to work on? Um, and those are decisions that we have to make in every part of our life, whether we're a, a husband, a partner, a co a worker, a leader, um, you know, any of those activities, you know, a father, uh, you know, whatever. And it actually talks about roles in this section as well, which is really, really great actually, because we all adopt different roles. We talk about in, the, in this podcast, or we talk about different roles and what responsibility we've got. So, but this is really, like you say, this book and this sort of matrix can be applied to life. Now, Going back to what you were saying about leaders and stuff, every time that I talked to leaders and I had to coach leaders, I found, I found that when this, I've got no time, I haven't got time to do this program. We did this coaching program. And it was like what we did, uh, uh, Lee. And, and again, Ryan, I don't know if you experienced it, but I definitely experienced it. Like I said, I, I was spending a lot of time that urging important. Every, every time I spoke to leaders, I ain't got time for this. It's because a lot of the time, they're ramming everything into box one, into that first urgent important so and then when i ask the question is that something to do right now do we have to cancel this coaching session right to do that now do we have to do it now no okay so what can you do now oh i can plan it so it's almost like a moment where they're saying yeah i'm planning that now rather than it's got to be done now right it's like there was that this is moment of realization that actually oh okay i need to take time out to plan these things to put them in an order so yeah it's super super powerful but it's the thing i find is that that we don't take time out to plan to, to actually do this activity 
we just tend to think, oh, we'll just work out or we won't really sit down maybe for half an hour just to sit down and work out what these things are. And I've been guilty of that as well. As well. I've been guilty of that. Um, but I'm, start, I'm still guilty to a certain extent. But each day, at the beginning of each day, I try and you know, I plan out my day. What's it going to look like? Um, and I want to make sure those things are feeding into those big, big pieces of work that I want this to, to advance, right? So like you say, building those important relationships, you know, um, recognizing those new opportunities, you know, planning those things. But actually in this box, it's actually got recreation. So what I found a bit difficult, I don't know what you think is, guys, but it's got recreation in not urgent and important, but in um, not urgent and not important, it's got pleasant activities. Now, I could get confused between those things. What's recreation and what's a pleasant activity? So recreation is put in here as important or urgent, but pleasant activity is put in as a not important or urgent. So I'm wondering whether pleasant activity means like your Netflix, like I love gaming or do that, and whether recreation means things like my, I'm going to play tennis. I'm just trying to I'm just trying to think about it in my own life and what what those two things would be. Would it be spending time with my beloved and actually having a bit of time where together building that relationship about having the same time going out for a meal or something? That's probably still an important urgent and not urgent task because it's something you're about building a relationship and actually improving the quality of your life, right? So that's what I struggle with about as you look at this model, but I don't know what you guys think. I think there's a, a difference in what you kind of put in the self-care bracket and what mm. you put in the passing time bracket. Yeah, I like that. And so I would say, in, and including Netflix or going out for dinner or playing tennis, all of that is recreation, stuff that is for you for a bit of you time. But I don't know, if I liked organizing my books i don't by the way this is not what i would do but if i decide oh, i'm going to take them all off the bookshelf and i'm going to put what about your alphabetical what order. about your doctor who cards or something i don't know or your your wrestling belts or something you know your i thought the wall was brilliant i think that's still a recreation right i'm trying what is a come on, let's try and think of a pleasant activity that we would think the is way actually, the way i read it is, is recreation recreation would be like gym or exercise this is what I'm thinking, but what? But but is that is that pleasant? I don't know. Not always. But it's it's, it's saying it's got to be recreation. Oh, no, no, it's... sorry, it's recreational. Re no, it doesn't say pleasant. Yeah, Re it's recreation. Recreation, yeah. and it's it, by its own definition is the recreation of stuff, right? And I see yeah. that as like exercise or um, sh going shopping, okay. food. You have mm. that's just your that's your routine of things you have to do. Pleasant activities is as you say, deciding to watch Netflix for five hours in one night and things like that. Okay. Yeah, I was trying to identify the difference between pleasant and recreation. And I think it's very personal, right? It's a personal thing. But yeah, I, I agree with you there. Recreation, I love, I, the tennis is good because I enjoy it and I'm getting fitness. Uh, I'm sort of killing two birds with one stone. Whereas if I overspent too much time hitting that Netflix button, then yeah, it's probably a pleasant activity I enjoy. But I, but I then I use that as a rule. Ryan, I remember you going to it. I use that like like the other day. I was like doing a, a, a real binge on um, getting the YouTube videos uploaded for this channel and all that. I was thinking, right, my reward for getting that done is going to be able to have like like a couple of hours of Netflix. But and then that's where the line is. When when does it go from? Yeah, yeah that's what I'm trying to figure out. Being idle, and I think there's yeah. like you said, I think it's personal for everyone. I'm yeah. gonna if people are watching on YouTube, they can see our timer because we're cheap hoes and we don't pay for Zoom. So <laughs> we we run it, it keeps us true on our time. We don't like to go more than 30 minutes really on the podcast. Plus, we wasted about probably 20 minutes with Joe not being able to stop talking into his microphone so we could go live right at the start. <laughs> he's a great, he's a technical genius. Oh, so yeah. this is good. 
Joe. So Stephen Covey, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, highly recommended. Head over to the YouTube channel. Joe's got loads of little short videos about that. Jose Noya, Inspiration Nation. Just stick it in, just stick it in Google or in YouTube. You'll get it, you'll get to that and everything else as well. You can join us live every single week on YouTube and on TikTok as well. The same search there. Search us out on social media at listen to IN, listen T-O-I-N. We will signpost all of this for you and head over to inspirationnation.org.uk for your merchandise. So I have a mug here. I'm wearing my hoodie. I think Joe is too. My virtual background doesn't like my mum, but it's there somewhere. They look brilliant. Head over to the website. And full archive, 200 plus episodes. We are coming up very tightly on our fourth year anniversary. There is a lot of content, episodes and interviews in there as well. And if you do like what we are doing, leave us a five-star review, hit subscribe, tell friends and family. Those are the things that help grow what we're doing. We massively appreciate it when people do that. Can we remind people to get on the email list, please? And sign up for the newsletter. Give Joe your email. He wants to send you lots of strange pictures back in return. No, no, don't listen to oh, Lee. Oh, that's a different, yeah, sorry, that's a different. Oh, my. That's a different news. Right, let's, right. Just, let's just scrap Lee from this for a bit, right? I'll go on to do this, right? So what we want to do, sign up to the email because you're going to get emails from me every week encouraging you, pushing you forward, and also pointing you towards the videos that we release every week. So please, please sign up because it's really, really important uh, for that personal growth. And obviously share the newsletter where people can sign up. We want to get more people, we want to get more subscribers on the email. So please, please, please sign up. The link is in the link trees everywhere. Um, it's in the YouTube descriptions as well. So go there, go sign up. Go for it. Go on, Lee. Am I back? Am I back in now? <laughs> Am I trusted? We thank everyone listening, watching, join us live, whatever it is. We massively appreciate it. All that's left for me to do is count us down. Three, two, one. Inspiration Nation. Inspiration Nation. Catch, Catch you guys, guys later. later.